0: Hello, it's. I'm Stacy. And I'm Coulter, and this is any crime at all. Was that better than last time? No, you
1: gotta work on it still.
0: Man, I've been working so hard these last two times I've tried
1: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what's new and exciting? Uh, nothing. Had a nap. Uh, watched stalker videos. Yeah, those are pretty good too. That uh, What's it called? The Fear Tales on YouTube? Yeah, The Fear Tales. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's so much better than Chill's voice. Oh God, Chill's. I know some of you must know Chill's because yeah. he's, he's he's awful. And his awful music too. <laughs> and uh, Have you listened to his music? Uh, yeah, you showed me
0: before I think and it's really not good. You
1: haven't heard his newest hit? No. I always, I always look at them to the laugh. Does it give you chills? <laughs> it makes me want to chop my own head off and then throw it in a lake. I don't know how I'll throw my I head in a lake I kind of want to see someone do that. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, the Fear
0: Tales will shock you. He says that in every video, and I, I just love
1: it for some reason. She didn't like it at first, but now all of a sudden she's like, oh, yay, he did it. <laughs> One video he didn't do it, and I was like,
0: hey... I'm not shocked at all now. Um, I don't listen to this for free for nothing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So the mass shootings that happened in the last couple days, uh, I'm sure Coulter shares my sentiment when I say we're very sorry to the victims and the victims' families and everyone who's injured, please get better
1: very, very, very quickly. Yeah, it's a much more common occurrence
0: these shootings. Unfortunately. It's so sad. So sad. These poor unsuspecting people just going about their days and... Oh, yeah, it's awful. And just strange.
1: Yeah. It's, very, it's
0: also strange. Like, what drives a person to do that? There's got to be, well, obviously mental... There's got to be some mental illness in there. I mean, one of them was a white supremacist.
1: That right there is a mental illness. Yeah. So... But come on, enough with the white supremacy. Right? Oh, my God. It's 2022, people. Get with it.
0: Um, so anyway, Colt, uh, I decided to do some revenge stories.
1: Revenge?
0: Revenge. Vengeance will be mine. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, can you think of any revenge stories? Um...
1: When the Avengers went after Thanos after the snap. Yep, that's a, that's a good revenge story. And Thor chopped his head off and he's like, I went for the head this time, or whatever he said.
0: Yeah. With Stormbreaker?
1: Stormbreaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, but so, about real ones? Not, not so much. One. No. <laughs> okay, so
0: the biggest real one I could think of was the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um I know they said the state said they did it because you know they wanted to stop the war and stuff but you got to think it was a little bit of revenge happening for yeah, Pearl Harbor you just know Just
1: a little bit Yeah, yeah. a little you bit they
0: might think so yeah yeah. yeah yeah So and one of the best ones I can think of is I'm sure everyone has seen the video of the dude standing in the I don't know if it's a bus station or something like that. He's pretending to be on the phone. And the person, the cops are leading this dude by who raped his daughter or something like that. And he turns around and fucking shoots, buddy. Oh, awesome. Oh, that was a great revenge one. I I was so
1: happy for that father. Well, something recently happened. What? Uh, was it his niece or something? That guy, I, th- I think this is the story. Don't okay. quote me. Kane uh, Velasquez's niece, the former MMA fighter, MMA okay. heavyweight champion. Okay. Uh, I think someone molested his niece, Ooh. so he just went and tried to kill him. Oh, yeah. And, and he, See, he's, in, he's in jail for attempted murder. Yeah. What? Where's the, the pig? I don't know. But everybody wants him out. I don't know if... He... Yeah, let him out, man. He did the right fucking thing. Yeah. I agree. I think... That's the story. Now, someone, if you have more to the story, or maybe I was completely wrong, please. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us, let us know. Let us, I think uh, I, I kind of got it, though. But uh, in my opinion, pedophiles, eradicate them. That's my opinion. Uh, I'll tell you, Kane Velasquez, mm-hmm. he, it, once in an MMA fight, he once brutalized Brock Lesnar, so. Wow. Like, Brock Lesnar still has a scar on his face from Cain Velasquez. Holy moly. Like a big one. I'll, sh- I'll show you some... Yeah, real wrong
0: person to piss off.
1: I'll show you some uh, <clears throat> photos after.
0: Sounds good. Okay, you want to get into this or what?
1: Or would you like to rap a little bit more? Uh, I would like to talk more about Cain Velasquez and go deep into his MMA career. No, I, I don't want to do that. I don't know about it. But I can, I'll can. i talk about it. <laughs> we can get Hunter out here. He knows about it, I'm sure. He had a brief wrestling career. I could talk about that. No. Okay, we're just going to get into the stories. Can we, please? Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, so I found two quotes. I'm sure there are more. But uh, revenge is a dish best served cold. Of course, you've heard that before.
1: Yes, said by the great Mario Batali.
0: Yeah. Sure. Um, in the end, there is no greater
1: motivation than revenge, and that comes from the character of Mello from the anime series Death Note, which is my younger
0: son's one of his favorite things he's ever watched in his life. So,
1: I is that mean, is that what check he has? It out, po- I guess.
0: Is that what he has a poster of? No, I don't think it's that's Death something Note. different. I think okay. that's something different. Yeah, I I really can't get into anime, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but... All right, so the first person I have here is Buford Pusser. Okay. Buford Pusser was a Marine, and he also did a stint as a wrestler in Chicago, which earned him the nickname Buford the Bull. Yeah, was. He was quite a big guy,
1: apparently. Yeah, he was. I had no idea he was a wrestler, and I know... I. I know... I have, like, an encyclopedic knowledge of wrestling, so he must have been nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he was just in Chicago, but you know all the well, territory stuff. It was too, though, don't it was territorial then yeah. wrestling, but still, never heard that he was a wrestler. Wow.
0: Um, it was at this stage in his life that he met his wife, Pauline. The couple soon moved to McNair County. Okay, yeah, they got married and then moved to McNair County, Tennessee, where Buford became a police officer and rose through the ranks quite quickly at just 25 years old he was elected county sheriff the youngest in the history of Tennessee 25 he must have been some cop
1: yeah that's ridiculous yeah
0: now on the border of Tennessee and Mississippi there were two gangs controlling the area the Dixie Mafia and the State Line Mob
1: the da, State da, Line da, Mob da. just
0: makes me laugh I, I don't know why but yeah yeah so they made their money from producing and selling illegal moonshine. It was Pusser's mission to eradicate this activity. So by 1967, both gangs had attempted to assassinate Buford many, many times. He quickly became a local hero and the number one most wanted man by both gangs. Bum, bum, bum.
1: That's pretty crazy. hmm
0: On August 12th, 1967, Pauline decided to go with Buford on a routine traffic disturbance. When they arrived, a car pulled up beside beside them and the men inside opened fire on Pusser's car. He was shot in the jaw, a devastating injury, but Pauline
1: was killed. Yeah, well, that just angers him even more. We know that. Oh, for sure. Obviously.
0: Yeah. After his recovery, Sheriff Pusser was overcome with guilt obviously, as anyone would be, and vowed to get revenge on the men that killed his wife. He publicly named the four hitmen and the man that ordered the hit, Kirksey, McCord, Nix, Jr. That, that's a mouthful right there. He was the head of the Dixie Mafia. He publicly named them. That's Like, no fucks given. He wanted them to come get him. Oh, totally, yeah. yep. Now, Nix didn't go to prison for the murder of Pauline, but he was imprisoned for ordering a hit on a
1: judge. On a judge! Yeah, that's not going to go in your favor. As for the other four men, they all died mysteriously.
0: One by one. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, um, we did look up earlier that... Um, Beaufort did die in, what was it, 1976? He died in
1: 1974 after an automobile accident. 1974. And, uh, also I just want to mention that his story is chronicled and is the basis for the 1970s film Walking Tall. Uh, I think there was like three movies by the end of it. And there's a remake with The Rock.
0: I didn't know that there was three movies of the I th- original. I
1: think there's, mul- like, multiple movies. I know there's two, for sure. Like, there's... But,
0: like, they did the first Walking Tall, and then they did, like... Uh, sequels. Sequels to it, or just
1: three remakes of the... Sequels. Okay, sequels. There's sequels. And, uh... Actually, the... Earlier in the day where he died in the automobile accident, he had signed on to portray himself in the second and Tall movie. Oh, boo. Yeah, like literally earlier that day.
0: Oh, that's shitty. With
1: uh, Bing Crosby Productions.
0: Wow, well, you know it was a long time ago when it was Bing Crosby Productions, eh? Yeah.
1: Fuck. Now what is the second story you have for us, Mom?
0: Our second story makes me happy because it's a woman. Ah. And, Coulter, you
1: know how I love strong woman stories. Girl power. All I heard was sp- Spice Girls growing up. Not from me. <laughs> you must have been listening to them.
0: <laughs> I had fucking Heart and Janice rocking. No Spice Girls. And, of course, Alanis. I was going
1: to say, Alanis, that was the biggest one.
0: Yeah. Okay, so our next one, her name is Maria and I really hope I say this right because it's Russian and obviously I am not fluent, Maria Oktaya Burskaya.
1: Mmm, attractive.
0: I, I think it's... I, I want to learn Russian, first of all. So, during World War Two, Maria's husband, Ilya Oktaya Burskaya, was killed by Nazis. So with the death of her husband and the fact that she was loyal to the USSR... She vowed revenge. Now, if anyone very young is listening to this, Russia used to be called the USSR. Uh before they broke up and now they are just Russia. It used to be like the Soviet Union. Yeah. Um Yeah, so she vowed revenge. Marry a serviceman and you serve in the army, she was quoted as saying. Therefore, after Ily was killed, she sold all of her possessions and bought a T-34 tank that she named Fighting Girlfriend so she could join the war and kill Nazis.
1: That's fucking crazy.
0: Maria wrote to Joseph Stalin himself in order to make sure she would be the one to drive her tank. The letter read, Are you ready for this? Quote, My husband was killed in action defending the motherland. I want revenge on the fascist dogs for his death and for the death of Soviet people tortured by the fascist barbarians." Unquote. People just talk so much better back then. Yeah. Maria's request was accepted and she did 5 months of training. Her male counterparts didn't have much faith in the few females in training with them. Of course, cuz it's, it's No offense bud, but men suck, man. Um not all men, just some men. So, Maria's request was accepted, didn't she? I already read that. Maria proved herself pretty quickly, though, during her first tank battle in October 1943. Fighting Girlfriend was the first tank to breach enemy lines. Oh, wow, that's fucking awesome. Right? Go, bitch. Fuck. Then, Maria proceeded to run over as many Nazis as she possibly could. She, she really wanted that revenge. Yes. Once she even got out of the tank and did repairs, all while under heavy fire.
1: Holy shit! Like, she's my hero at this point. You don't want to fuck with this, bro. Nope. In a letter to
0: her sister, Maria wrote, quote, I've had my baptism by fire. I beat the bastards. Sometimes I'm so angry I can't even breathe, unquote. Oh, wow. In January of 1944, Maria Octaya Berskaya died in her tank while fighting the Nazis. Wow. Awesome, though, eh? That was I, a... I
1: just, I love that woman. It was an awesome story. Yeah. Badass bitches are always so cool to hear about.
0: I know, I love it. Badass bitches for sure. Alright, so our next one is about a man named Marvin he or hay I'm not quite sure. Marvin owned a small welding shop in Granby, Colorado. A concrete company bought a piece of land from hay But when the city approved the land for construction, Marvin argued that he couldn't get into his shop because it was blocked by the construction. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. piss you off a little bit, you know. Of course. Now, he did go through all the proper channels with the government with petitions to prevent the rezoning, you know, that kind of bureaucratic bullshit. These were all rejected. Plus, he got fines for miscellaneous civil violations. So, deciding to solve the problem on his own, he spent over a year customizing his Komatsu D355A bulldozer. He f- fitted it with steel-plated armor, a layer of concrete, then three-inch bulletproof plastic in order to protect cameras he'd installed so he could drive the vehicle.
1: Okay. Not much is getting through this thing. No, not at all. He named it the Killdozer. That's kind of lame, but okay.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> also armed the vehicle with three gun ports housing a 50 caliber rifle, a 308 semi-automatic rifle, and a 22 caliber long rifle. On June 4th, 2004, Marvin sealed himself inside the vehicle and drove into town. He started to drive through town. Like literally drive through town. He started uh, he went through the concrete plant, a newspaper office, the former mayor's house, a hardware store, and various other buildings. (laughs) It took two hours and seven minutes for Haymeyer to bulldoze all the buildings or homes that had a connection to his zoning case. The amount in damages was a whopping $7 million. Listen to this. The governor of Colorado even considered ordering attacking the bulldozer with Apache helicopters. Holy fuck. You can get video of this, by the way. It's on YouTube. I'll have to check this out. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. i have to check it out.
0: However, when Marvin tried to go through a business, one of the treads on the killdozer got stuck on something and he was unable to get the vehicle free. So Haymeyer pulled out a pistol and shot himself in the head. By the way, they found out afterwards that that was going to be his only option. When I said he sealed himself in, he sealed
1: himself in. Wow. Yeah. So he knew that's what he was going to do at the end? Yep. Well, that's crazy. So, one little
0: good thing about the story, nobody but Haymeyer was killed or injured during the incident. There's just a lot of damage done through that town. Fucking tore shit up. Yeah. This is another good one that I like. And I think you'll like this too. This one... My darling son. Stop reading my screen. I'm, not, I'm just staring. Is revenge at DaCau. You do know what Decau is, right? Nope. I mean, you're my kid. You must know what Decau is. Probably
1: something to do with the war.
0: For real? You don't know what it is? Oh, good God. People, I may have to pause this and beat him upside the head. Well, I don't
1: recall it being in Wakanda or something, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> no. Okay.
0: Well, I am obsessed With World War II stuff. Um, Yeah. So anyway, Dachau was the first of over 1,000 concentration camps built by the Nazis throughout Europe before and during World War II. Oh, I know what Dachau is. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. See, if you had seen the spelling, you probably would have known. Yeah. Uh, Between 1933 and 1945, over 67,665 prisoners were registered at Dachau. And there were many, many more people who were never registered. So the Nazis were meticulous, meticulous records keepers. Yeah. Right? So that's all they found registered, I guess. Um, American troops liberated the camp on April 29th, 1945, and the ghastly horrors they encountered were inconceivable. Humans starving to death dead bodies stacked up like wood and more decomposing bodies found in cattle cars nearby. You must have seen some of that footage. Oh, I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. There's actually, for you and for the people listening, if you're at all interested in the concentration camps, there's an amazing video on YouTube. It's about an hour long and it goes through a bunch of the different uh, concentration camps. Bergen-Belsen, Dachau...
1: Uh, oh, my God, I can't remember. Auschwitz. Yeah. That almost slipped my mind, and that's, like, the most famous one ever. I feel so, I still I just feel stupid for not remembering DeKalb. <laughs> you should. No. I'm just kidding. And, by the way, before you go on, I met someone who was at Bergen-Belsen. Yes, you did. And Auschwitz. Auschwitz? He
0: was in Auschwitz, too. That's he, what
1: you told me at the he time. He was being transported to Auschwitz when they were liberated. Right,
0: right, 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 right. When they yeah. were
1: liberated, they were literally on the train to Auschwitz.
0: I wonder if he ever even saw um, Anne Frank, because she would have been there around the same time as him.
1: That's interesting.
0: But the men and women were separated, though. He, so yeah, and he he would have mentioned that if yeah
1: at the little uh, what would I, what would I call that a seminar something like that yeah yeah it was at the the uh, the Holocaust Museum in Toronto in Toronto yeah yeah. yeah. yeah it, it was a very amazing experience. I, I just i i envy you that because there's not many left. And he he talked about uh, sorry for interrupting your story. No, God, talk about uh, it. just of what he had to do for his siblings.
0: Can I just say one second? Okay. Coulter, that never ever ever say sorry for talking about stuff like this. It has to
1: be remembered. Okay. So yeah, with his siblings, uh, or. The other kids around, or whatever, mm-hmm. so they would cut the bread right right the, the, they 'd have like a little bit of bread, yeah, for the whole camp, yeah, so disgusting. he Dis- would always volunteer to cut the bread, right so he could bring the crumbs back for his family
0: oh isn't that horrible? Oh, just want to cry, yeah, oh, I just want to cry see i 've heard stories too of they would get some of the uh. Some of the, uh, the Jewish prisoners to help out in kitchens and stuff like that. And, oh, like, some of the people would bring back, like, four or five potato peelings just to feed the people near them. Like, and if they were caught with it, they were they were murdered. Yeah. For, like, four potato peelings. Like,
1: oh, it's just, oh. And he said when they were liberated, they were on the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to Auschwitz. Going to Auschwitz. They the, were going to die. Yeah. And they, they heard gunshots and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when they stepped out of the train, uh, there was a American soldier there. Yeah. And he said... He was talking to him. He said, it's okay, buddy. You're free. And then he hugged oh, the American soldier.
0: Oh, Colt, you're making me cry. I'm tearing yeah. up. I'm tearing out. Oh. My eyes are burning right now. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. It was...
0: Can you imagine that feeling after
1: my voice is cracking? <laughs> yeah, after all that pain? Yeah. <clears throat> it, 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 was, it was an interesting experience and I had to do it just because... Of course. You can't turn something like that down. Yeah, like, are there any? How many are left? There can't be many now. I think the guy I saw passed away.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we looked that up. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I forget away. what his
1: name was. He has a book, though, I want to get. Yeah. I'll have to ask some of my old classmates. Just beautiful. Okay. Okay, back to Dakau. Okay.
0: <clears throat> the American troops, clearly triggered by the monstrous, inhumane conditions, just snapped. Abram Sakar, a Dakau survivor, said, quote, some of the Nazis were rounded up and summarily executed, along with the guard dogs. I just feel bad for the dogs, because they could have been retrained yeah. and saved, but, you know. Two of the most notorious prison guards had been stripped naked before the Americans arrived to prevent them from slipping away unnoticed. They, too, were cut down, unquote. Now, executing the Nazis was a violation of the Geneva Convention. And I'm just going to tell you, because... I've always heard of the Geneva Convention, but I didn't really know what it was. So, the Geneva Convention forms the core of international humanitarian law, which regulates the conduct of armed conflict and seeks to limit its effects. They protect people not taking part in hostilities and those who are no longer doing so. Okay. So, uh, an inquiry was opened. Colonel Howard A. Buckner wrote that, quote, the deliberate killing of 520 prisoners of war by American soldiers was perpetrated, unquote. He also said 19 Americans were present or involved in the incident. But General Felix A. Sparks wrote, quote, the total number of German guards killed at Dachau during that day most certainly did not exceed 50, with 30 probably being a more accurate, accurate figure, unquote. However, there are reports that the liberated Dachau prisoners also perpetrated acts of revenge. Who could blame them? Yeah, I would. Jack Goldman, one of the liberated prisoners, said, quote, I knew men in camp who had sworn by everything that was holy to them if they ever got out that they would kill every German in sight. They had to watch their wives mutilated. They had to watch their babies tossed in the air and shot. Oh, my quote. God. Oh, yeah. So Valenti Lenarzek said, quote, At the moment of liberation, prisoners were consumed by the desire for revenge. They captured some SS men and knocked them down. And nobody could see whether they were stomped or what, but they were killed. We were, all these years animals to them and it was our birthday unquote that's heavy shit right there yeah so going back to the number of guards that there were I tend to believe General Felix A. Sparks when he said that there was 50 probably 30 because pretty much every camp when they got wind that um, Americans or Russians or the British were coming to the camp the pressure coming, the pressure. Um, they forced all the people that could make it onto the death
1: marches. You've heard of those, right? Yeah, the death of course.
0: Of yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. So I don't know de and she thinks I'm an idiot. They left. <laughs> they left um, like a bare bones group of guards at
0: every camp. So that guy saying that there was how many did he say there was?
1: yeah hold on one second she was just scratched by a cat yeah right on the butt (laughs) yeah it was an act of revenge because she didn't give her treats apparently yeah (laughs) so
0: yeah this uh, Howard Buckner guy said that there was 520 Nazi guards I I can't see that being
1: the truth no way
0: I really can't but anyway I guess we'll never actually know oh this is a how do you top that just wait okay so this next one that I got for you my boy is the killing of Aku Yadav
1: this sounds familiar
0: probably Aku Yadav raped more than 200 girls and women from Kasturba Nagar a slum of New Delhi most of the women and girls were from the lowest caste or caste however you want to say it of India's social hierarchy Therefore, they received little to no help from the police.
1: Makes sense. Plus, it's India.
0: They don't really... There's not a lot of women's rights over there.
1: Makes sense for over there, yeah. It's
0: getting better, though, now. So, Yadav would bribe, bribe officials to throw away his cases, and he had a group of flunkies that did anything he asked of them. Even though numerous women and girls were coming forth with accusations of rape, Yadav always got off and was free to abuse more women and girls. Isn't that lovely? I can't wait till the revenge part of it. Right? So, when a female would accuse Yadav of rape, someone in authority would alert him. Then he would go to the accuser's home and threaten them with either throwing acid on them or to rape them again. Oh, my God. Isn't this guy a piece of shit?
1: Yeah, and I hate that he's not the only one. I know.
0: It's disgusting. Yadav's... Offenses were so numerous that a female that he'd abused lived in every other household in the slum where the female population was 6,030 pe- 30 women. Every other house. Holy shit. Just disgusting. Usha Narayani, a victim of Yadav's, went to the deputy commissioner to report the rapist he promised to arrest Yadov. Like, really? But, no longer wanting to wait for the authorities to do something, a group of people from the slum went to Yadov's residence and knocked down his house. The disgusting piece of shit was scared for his life, so he turned himself into the police.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Fucking coward. Please tell me it's not over.
0: The next day, Yadov went to court. But Narayane and many other victims, and family and friends of victims, heard that he would probably be set free. So they armed themselves with stones and vegetable knives and whatever else was at hand, and they swarmed the courthouse. As Yadav was being escorted past the women, he told one victim that he would rape her again. The policeman that was escorting him laughed. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. The woman snapped and started beating Yadav, saying, quote, "We can't both live on this earth together. It's you or me." Unquote. That just gave me shivers. Yeah. The other women then joined in. The group of women were so violent that the guards and police ran from the room, leaving
1: Yadav to his fate. Oh, that is awesome. I got actual goosebumps. Good fucking pussy-ass pieces of shit cops. Yeah. The onslaught
0: lasted a mere ten minutes. Yadov's body lay dead on the floor of the courtroom with 70 stab wounds and they had cut off his penis.
1: Oh, yeah. I
0: hope he was still alive when they cut it off. Me too. Narayani later said, quote, it was not calculated. It was not a case that we all sat down and calmly planned what would happen. It was an emotional outburst. The women decided that, if necessary, they would go to prison but that that man would never come back and terrorize them, unquote. Five women were almost arrested, but all the women in the slum took responsibility for Yadav's death. Narayani and a few other women were arrested and went to trial. The case was dropped due to lack of evidence. Awesome. Don't you love that they all stood up for each other? At the end love too? It.
1: Just love it. Oh, Now that's girl power. Fucking
0: right, that's girl power. When did that happen? This wasn't that long ago. It didn't say the year. I should have probably looked that up. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a really bad researcher.
1: On the very, 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 very rare chance those women ever hear this, I love you guys. Yep. Love you all. And
0: fucking good on you. Okay, this one is uh, short, but it, it's pretty interesting. So I named it Don't Piss Off Genghis Khan. Okay. In the early 13th century, the Mongol Empire acquired, (laughs) quote-unquote, a border with the Khwarezmid Empire. Ever heard of them?
1: Well, yeah, from...
0: Khwarezmid? The Khwarezmid Empire. Have you heard of that name?
1: Yeah, because I've read about Genghis Khan.
0: Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Yeah. So, Genghis Khan sent a 500-man caravan to the New Neighbors. The Querzmid, and I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm not. The Quaresmid Shah became suspicious of Khan's intentions. Now historians do believe that Genghis, you know that dude, that Genghis <laughs> Khan, just wanted to set up trade and perhaps form an alliance. However, the Shah had no way of knowing this, and based on the warlord's reputation. He captured the 500 men and labeled them as spies. So Genghis Khan sent three emissaries, two Mongols and one Muslim, to negotiate the freedom of the 500 men. The Shah did not react well to this, though. He had the Mongols' heads shaved and the Muslim beheaded. He then ordered the execution of all 500 prisoners. (laughs) Okay. Boy, did that get Genghis Khan's attention. (laughs) Yeah. It took less than two years for his army to completely obliterate the Khwarezmid Empire. The whole empire ceased to exist. that's why I made that face after I said I hope I'm saying it right because I was thinking well there's nobody around now to tell me if I'm saying it wrong yeah I
1: had read about that (laughs) I had read about that before years ago there's nobody to be
0: offended
1: (laughs) it's it's such a crazy story less than two years to destroy a whole empire right
0: just wow yeah don't piss off Genghis Khan he totally obliterated Europe Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so this next one I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Queen Boudica.
1: I've heard the name. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'm going to start this off by saying Queen Boudica was a bad bitch. Okay. I we love, love bad bitches. I love me some bad bitches. Yeah. Boudicca was married to King Prasotagus. He ruled an eastern tribe of Britons called the Iceni. After the Romans conquered England in the first century A.D., they allowed Prasutagus to continue to rule the land. The king, in his will, left half of his land to Emperor Nero, which, oh man, we gotta do a podcast about Nero. Crazy motherfucker. And the other half to his wife and their two daughters. However, according to the Romans, when a ruler of the land that was under Roman authority died, the land went directly to them. There could be no splitting of the land. When Prasutagus died, the Romans came to claim the land. They were told that half the land now belonged to Boudica. This enraged the Roman governor. He sent soldiers to punish
1: to To punish? To Boudica.
0: Yeah, to punish her.
1: I don't know what did, that did means. You, did but. you fuck up punish and banish or something? Punish and Boudicca,
0: my brain was going too fast for my mouth. So, Roman historian Tacitus wrote, quote kingdom and household alike were plundered like prizes of war. The one by Roman officers, the other by Roman slaves. As a beginning, his widow, Boudicca, was flogged and their daughters raped. The Icenian chiefs were deprived of their hereditary estates as if the Romans had been given the whole country. The king's own relatives were treated like slaves. So she was flogged and yeah. her two daughters raped. Okay. Nearly two decades of abuse at the hands of the Romans outraged the Britons, and most especially Boudica. She began to gather people from different tribes from all over the territory. The Trinovantes, one such tribe, had a stockpile of weapons that they'd hidden from the Romans. These would arm Boudica's one hundred thousand warriors. First, her army attacked the capital of Roman Britain, Camulodunum, and burned their way through the city. They destroyed all the buildings, including a temple. Wow, really? A temple, a temple. Thank you. Including a temple to Emperor Claudius. He had been the first to decide to conquer the Britons in 43 A.D. Boudicca's army burnt their way through more cities, more cities, including Londinium. Modern day London. Cool, eh? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. The army massacred whole populations. They even slaughtered the cavalry of Roman commander Quintus Petilius Seriatus. And they were known to be fierce fighters. Civilians were tortured, mutilated, and impaled on skewers, and they even crucified some. Boudicca not t- just yeah. yeah she don't don't fuck with her. She didn't
1: fuck around. No.
0: Boudicca's army killed an estimated 80,000 people, most of them Roman colonists. Boudicca's re- revenge was halted in 61 AD by Roman Emperor Gallus Suetonius Paulinus. The rebels were outnumbered 10 to 1, and eventually they were all cut down. The fate of Boudica is not known, though it is believed she did indeed die that day. Well, she made herself known to them, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, this is a very short one, but I, I had to put it in. Is this the last one? Uh, this is the last, like, historical one, sort of. A oh. Thing. And okay. then I just have a couple of funny ones that I wanted to read to you. Okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. This is called Katie's Revenge. Anthony Stockelman was charged with raping and killing Katie Coleman when she was only 10 years old. She was only ten years old at the time of her death. Oh! It was a slam dunk case for the prosecution because of all the evidence they had. This included red fibers on the body that matched a carpet in Stockelman's mom's house. He did this in his mom's house. His be- oh, just yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't fathom yeah. it. His DNA was found on a cigarette butt near the body, and the coup de grace. His DNA was found on Katie's body. Okay. At first, Stockelman was quite at ease in prison. That is, until he was transferred to Wabash Valley Correctional Facility, where a cousin of Katie Coleman was serving his time also. Okay, here we go. A few months after he was transferred, Stockelman was found to have a new tattoo. On his forehead was a fresh tattoo that read, Katie's Revenge. Oh, that is. Isn't that awesome? That's fucking wicked. Yeah. I love it. So that was it for the historical ones, but like I said I have a couple of funny ones here. So I just found this on the net, okay? Okay. So this woman, I guess she found out her husband was cheating or what have you, and she put Hey honey, guess who left his Facebook open on the computer and got a message from Kelsey? Yeah, you! But don't worry, I didn't break anything. Actually, I was nice enough to package your things, and I even invented a neat little game. Since I know you like looking for things, like other girls, here's where you'll find your stuff. Your clothes are where we first met. Your video games are where we first kissed. Your laptop is where we bought our first video game together. Your TV is where we went all the way. Everything else, including pictures of the last two years of our lives, is at Kelsey's house. Have fun. Oh, and while I didn't break or damage anything, I can't guarantee anybody else won't find it. Happy hunting.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, why do you got to bring up my former wife? No, I'm joking. (laughs) Okay, this is a good one, too.
0: So I take the train to work each morning and then again to get home. I like to sit in the quiet car because it allows me to think and do a little extra work each day. On the train ride home today, a woman in front of me kept talking on the phone even after people nicely asked her to be quiet. The conductor also came through and informed her that she was on the quiet car. The seats we are in have very little support, so someone behind you could push your seat and you'd feel it. Several riders decided it wasn't worth it and switched cars. I decided I had enough and slouched far enough so both of my knees were firmly in the back of her seat, pushing fairly hard. She cocked her head around and told me to put my knees down. I closed my eyes and fake slept. She got up and moved to a different seat. There was a person behind her and guess what he did? Knees to the back of the chair. People started catching on and she chose a seat with no one behind her. Another rider changed seats behind her and she got got more knees. (laughs) The conductor came through again and was unaware of our little revenge. She got up and told him that people were putting knees in her back And stalking her to each spot The conductor put his index finger to his lips and said Shh, this is the quiet car
1: (laughs) (laughs) She moved to a new
0: train car Oh, that is great Isn't that wonderful? Yeah Okay, and the last one I have is just beautiful, I have to say So it starts with confession When I was still married, I had a feeling he was cheating on me I found a pack of condoms in his car the box was already opened, so I poked a hole in the wrapper of each one. <laughs> then I proceeded to soak them in habanero pepper juice. <laughs> For an hour, I put them back in the car before he woke up. He told me he had to go help his mom with some things around her house. He left. Three hours later, my best friend called to tell me that she had sex with her quote unquote boyfriend and that now she was on fire down there. My husband came home and placed an ice pack down there, saying he got burnt by something or other. Needless to say, after that, he lost his wife, and she lost her friend. Neither one of them knows what I did. Now, if I see either one of them, I always ask, hey, where's the fire? <laughs> <laughs> Habanero sauce.
1: My oh. God.
0: Man, that, would, that, that smarts. Fuck. You mentioned last time citrus in your pee hole?
1: Have an arrow in
0: your pee hole. <laughs> Holy cow.
1: All right. so I, that... st- I still would have finished. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. So
0: um, that is it for my revenge stories. How did you like them? I
1: really like the revenge stories. Uh, this Which one was just... your favorite? Uh, oh, God. Um... Did you like the Russian girl? I really like the Russian girl with the tank. I liked the Indian girls who all got together and... That's my favorite. ...killed that motherfucker. That's my favorite. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. That one was great. Because they united and just... For the right reason, too. They didn't... It wasn't just needless violence. It was... Yeah.
0: No, that was needed. Because yeah. that
1: guy was never going to stop.
0: Yeah, for he sure. He never would have stopped.
1: Yeah, he had the police wrapped around his finger. Yep. And, yeah,
0: Yep, everyone terrified. So, good on you, girls. Um... So yeah, that's it for us. You can follow us on Facebook at Any Crime at All. We have our own little group there. And actually, that is probably the best place to reach us. Yeah. You can also follow us on Twitter How at Any Crime at All. However, we are getting
1: rid of our Instagram, Walter? Be- Because we keep getting flagged with the photos that we put up and... So I was just. But like,
0: it was photos
1: before
0: the Richard Chase. F- you didn't even put
1: the no. Richard it Chase wasn't. Photos it on... wasn't even the Richard Chase ones. No. Like we would have been destroyed for that. Yeah. No, it was before. It, and some of the photos were ridiculous. It was like, and we didn't even have enough followers. Like, who's flagging us? Yeah. Like, unless it was actually Instagram, but it was really strange. It, like, it was photos that weren't like a photo of a of the killer. You know, like. Oh, of, of Clifford Olson.
0: Or just any anybody really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Okay, well bye bye, Instagram. So it's just uh Facebook and Twitter now. And uh yeah, hit us up, people. You know, we wanna know what you guys wanna hear over here.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um This is any crime at all. I'm Stacy. I'm Coulter. And we are signing off. And I can't say go Leafs go anymore because we got beat out by the fucking Tampa Bay bastards. And I hope they don't win the cup. And go Edmonton go, I guess. Fuck that. Go Calgary. Go Calgary or Edmonton. Just Canadian, please. It's our fucking game. Not Edmonton. Just Calgary. Okay. We love you. Bye.